Welcome to the Fox Pro Podcast, brought to you by Fox Pro Game Calls. Hello everyone, this is John Collins. Welcome back to the Fox Pro Podcast. On this episode, we're going to talk about wildcat rifle calibers for coyote hunting. Our guest is Fox Pro staffer Corey Groff, who has experience with calibers such as the 22 Creedmoor, 22-243, Parvo, and other calibers along that line. I think it's going to be a pretty cool, pretty cool episode. What's going on, Corey? You doing all right, buddy? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, John. It's uh, a little warm here in the Show Me State, but you know, I guess we have to deal with that sometimes this time of year, but, uh, how you doing? I doing pretty good. They're seeing the same thing here. It's about 60, <clears throat> 60, 62 degrees here and the wind's blowing like 15 miles an hour. But I did have a farmer contact me like around two 30 in the afternoon, you know, pretty much midday or early afternoon and said, Hey, I got two coyotes out in the pasture field and you come kill these things. So I'd say after <laughs> we get done with this, I might try to make a, a last light coyote stand see if uh see if we can't make something happen but uh it uh hey we we got we had the opportunity to share uh share some coyote stands a few weeks ago didn't we yes sir we did it was a lot of fun too <clears throat> yeah had a, had a pretty good time and you know the the funny thing is we're <laughs> we're going to be talking about wildcat rifle calibers for coyote hunting but on this hunt i went out to missouri and 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 made a few stands with Corey and I was shooting a 22, 250 and Corey was shooting a six Creed. <laughs> so we, we was pretty much as factory as it gets, but you know, we didn't kill as many coyotes as we was hoping, but we did put three coyotes on film and a 22, 250 and a six creature made uh light work of them things. They didn't ever take a step, did they? No, sir. They didn't. It was, it was pretty, one stand is a pretty pretty nice stand. I can't wait for folks to see it. It's pretty nice. Yeah, we the double we killed a single and a double, and uh, man, that that double's pretty dynamic. I mean, they was we was running the X twenty four and X decoy, and both coyotes are killed within feet of the call and decoy. It was we actually had one the first lead coyote actually come up and kind of did a horseshoe almost yeah. circled around it at just like two steps, like biting at it and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I, I've never seen a coyote kind of respond to the decoy that way. So. Yeah, well, we let we let it get pr- plenty co- uh, close. We were sure milking it, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, we just mentioned the 22, 250, and 6 Creed. I feel like that's something we probably need to mention, or I feel like I do before we get started. You know, I, I personally believe the 22, 250, and the 243 – will always be in the top five or so calibers for coyote hunting ever. You know, no matter what comes out in the future, those two calibers are just pretty much at stout and pretty much everything that comes out. You know, I'm always thinking to myself, Corey, why would I take that over the 22, 250 or the 243? It just seems like those two always come into comparison with, with everything, all the new stuff that you see come and go and some of the stuff sticking around. Oh yeah. And you know, those two cartridges you mentioned, the 22250 and the 243, they're staples. They're always going to be in that top five of, you know, coyote hunting rounds or varmint rounds for us. And, uh, I can't ever see that really changing, but you know, with a lot of the new modern rounds and stuff, well, they're just, they're just fun to play with. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) For sure. And I guess another thing we probably need to throw out there, you know, before we get started, I've got to throw a disclaimer out there. <laughs> Corey, <laughs> Corey and I are not what we would, we don't call ourselves ballistic experts or anything like no. that. Not any experts on these calibers whatsoever. We're just going to tell you guys, you know, we're just simple coyote hunters. We'll touch on yep. a handful of calibers and our experience with those calibers in the field. You know, real-world stuff, coyote calling, okay? Let you know what we think, how they perform on uh, on critters and so on. And what we've done, we've picked out five wildcat calibers to discuss. Of course, there's many more out there, and this is part of the d- disclaimer. Uh, if we don't mention a, a one that you're shooting and you really love or we say something bad about one you love, um, don't hold it against us. I, I actually consider myself a lover of all, uh, rifle calibers. I, I'm a gun nut. I love them. So there's, yep. there's definitely ones I like a lot better than others, but you'll never hardly hear me bad mouth on too many of them. <laughs> no, no, no. There's a lot of fun stuff out there. And, 
And uh, so I'm, I'm ready to get to it, John. Well, first, first up is a cartridge that Corey and I both have put through the paces, <laughs> and that is the 22 Creedmoor. And mm-hmm. and Corey, you know, I guess the start of this is the 6.5 Creedmoor. You know, when it first come onto the scene, you know, I thought, you know, hey, that's a pretty cool round. I never was really <clears> – <throat> pulled to it or anything but i could see uh where it where it falls into place you know a good uh, mid-sized game cartridge that car- that crosses over well into the coyote world you see a lot of guys using it for coyotes so but i've never was yeah. really attracted to it but uh i really got intrigued when the six creed hit the market but at the same time it's like we was talking about comparing stuff now I, i've you know i've used the six creed quite a bit um killed a few coyotes with it i really like it nice accurate caliber and stuff but i always compared it to the 243 and they are very right. comparable heck they're they're all like almost like identical twins i mean there's not much difference to them but of course no. shortly after they started necking that six creed on down to 22 well that really got my attention right there that's when it got really intriguing well and it, it grasped everybody's attention when that when that first started coming around you you know you heard 22 creed a, a lot and uh I think it was just the the perfect cartridge to make a wildcat round out of. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and you know, I I like it so much. I've actually got uh, I've got two of them. <laughs> I've got <laughs> I've got one in a in a one and seven twist, and I got another one in a one and eight. And uh, and I guess one thing that another thing to throw out there, guys, we talk about these these calibers. If you ever get to think you know hey like to try some of these just just know right off the bat these are you want to be reloading these are stuff you pretty much got to reload for so i want to throw that out there but um with these two uh, 22 creeds that i'm shooting i'm shooting um 75 and 80 grain elds and i'm shooting them at like uh, I think the 80 i'm shooting somewhere around 3350 something like that and i and the 75 is right at 3,400 plus feet per second. That's that's smoking for that size bullet. Yeah, that's running pretty hot. It is for sure. And uh, <clears throat> I've killed, I don't know, a couple hundred coyotes with them, maybe more, maybe 300 coyotes and probably a dozen cats or so. And I've actually uh, uh, took a couple big game animals with them. It's a pretty, pretty versatile cartridge you know you hear about people talking about it's a it's a barrel burner and i'm sure it is you know i've probably got over 500 rounds out of my one and seven and uh i haven't seen any difference in uh accuracy yet so i know it's still holding strong I, you know it's still the the future will will tell how many rounds i'm actually able to get out of it mm-hmm, right so what what do you <clears throat> think about the the 22 creed i know you've you've got one don't you core and you've run it you've run it quite a bit haven't you yeah, I've probably shot. <clears throat> I haven't shot many as many coyotes as you have. Uh, you know, with mine, I've probably shot around probably seventy coyotes with mine. Um, I'm also running a one and eight twist out of mine. It's a it's a shorter rifle. I want it to be a little bit uh, lighter. You know, packing in hunting. So mine's a twenty inch barrel. Um, I'm also running. I've I've tried some different loads in it or some j- different projectiles i've tried some 75 grain uh vlds and i've tried some uh 75 grain the elds uh the hornady elds and i really i gravitate to the to the hornady rounds and it it, it does a fine job uh you know velocities up there about like where you're at i think i'm a little bit slower on that 20 inch barrel i'm i think right around 3400 yeah and uh you know it's just a it's just a laser beam you know it it uh there's not a lot of guesswork to if you got a coyote out there about 350 yards you know that's that's probably the thing that pulls me to that uh uh, that cartridge the most is the way i've got my rifle sighted in you know we're coyote callers we want to call this stuff in close but if you you get something like you call a triple in or a quad five pack or whatever and you knock a couple coyotes down there around 100 yards or less well, you're probably going to have to pick up that third or fourth coyote at extended mm-hmm. ranges. And usually when things are, are happening quick, you really ain't got a whole lot of time to, <clears throat> to you know, get a range right down to the to the yard. And that's one of the cool things. Well, I have mine sighted in. I can pretty much hold right on the hair of a coyote 
from point blank range, you know, all the way out to gaining on 400 yards. And that really, that can really help you at the end of the year, pick up a few extra coyotes. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's, and like, like you said, long as you're on air at 400 yards, it's man, it's lights out. It's, and they hit so hard. Now I like to hear that walk, you know? Yep. Yep. And, <clears throat> and the other cool thing, like I said, I've, I've killed some bigger stuff with it. You know, the places that, uh, uh, 22 cows are, are legal for, for deer and bear and all that type of stuff, man, mm-hmm. they'll do it. I, I've used the 80 grain ELDs for that and have had no trouble whatsoever. And the crazy thing is, is I can take that same load and I, like I said, I've, ta- you know, killed probably close to a dozen, I ain't counted up, you know, um, eight, 10, 12 bobcats with it, with the same exact load. And I ain't never tore one up with the, with the 22 Creed. Now I'm not saying next time I was ever taken out, I wouldn't blow one of the smithereens, but the same load I shoot a deer with, I can shoot a bobcat with it and not tear it up. I know it's, I know it sounds wild, but you know, if you're squaring them up, hitting them in the shoulders or chest, it don't do much damage to them at all. No, I've shot several bobcats with mine as well. And it's, it's, it's actually surprising that, that it doesn't tear them up. Uh, I haven't shot as many big game uh, as you have. I've got some buddies that use them for, uh, you know, antelope hunting. They really like them in that open country uh, for antelope hunting because they're a good flat trajectory round. Yeah. Um, I've, I've shot one deer with mine, and it, I can tell you, it just it flat just dropped it in its tracks. Yeah, hard, hard to beat that. The only thing <clears> – <throat> It's it's a A plus round for me. One thing I do see people doing that I'll see on forums and uh, uh, Facebook groups talking about the twenty two Creed. They'll be talking about load stuff, and we're not going to get into load stuff here because you know you just need to develop that on your own, stay safe, and everything. But uh, mm-hmm. you'll see this one thing I do not understand. You'll see some people are taint. They'll build a twenty two Creed. You know, spend a lot of money on a nice rig. And they'll shoot that thing with slower speeds. And, you know, that's something like in the low threes. Low, take say yeah. like a 75-grain bullet and shooting like 3,100 feet per second. Mm-hmm. And th- there's nothing wrong with it. I ain't saying there's anything wrong with it. But I personally don't get it because you can make a 22-250 do the same thing. <laughs> you, know, you know, just like oh. going back and comparing to those, that 22-250 and 243, I've actually got – I've had a couple custom – uh, 250s built off one and eights and one and nine twist barrels and stuff. Well, I can make my one and eight 22 250 shoot a shoot a 75 grain ELD at 3200 feet per second. So I'm not yeah. going to make my 22 Creed shoot 31. <laughs> if you know what no. I mean. No, <laughs> no. If it's if it's got the capability, you might as well might as well get it up there and run it. I I totally agree with that. Uh, and I'm sure guys are probably trying to just be safe on you know we've talked about you know, barrel burners, but at the end of the day, you know, if you're building that gun to perform, get it on up there, see what that thing will do. And, 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 uh, you know, stretch its legs out because that's, that's really ultimately what you spent your money on. That's right. Why, why have a wildcat round if you're not going to stretch it to its limits, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, it, and you can get a pretty good range of, of projectiles out of these 22 creeds. You know, I've heard of people shooting all the way down to like 53 and 55s and all the mm-hmm. way up to the 88 nineties. I think they even, I think there's even a, maybe a 95 grain 22 cow bullet or maybe be heavier. I don't know. But, uh, the thing is <clears throat> before we get on into these other calibers, I also think it's worth mentioning Corey is when wildcat, variations are introduced it seems like they always start out with extremely heavy for caliber bullets and i think usually why you see this is because guys that first start running these guns want to shoot extreme long ranges you know so yes well you know that doesn't always translate out to the best coyote hunting loads it seems like the sweet spot for coyote hunting in my experience is usually somewhere in between those extremely heavy for caliber bullets and the bullets we see from factory ammunition offerings. Would you kind of agree with that? Or have you just seen the same thing? I, yes, I, I totally agree with that. Cause, um, uh, I mean, these guys that want to run, you know, shoot long range, that's fine. But, you know, ultimately at that two and 300 yard range, 
you're not going to be as accurate probably with those heavier projectiles. And I think that's why a lot of guys gravitate back, you know, to that mid range, 70 grain, 75 grain, yep. and even on down to your, like your factory stuff. Yep. Uh, they're just more, they're just more accurate in that velocity range. Yep. Yep. I, I totally agree. And, and that's another thing you'll see on these forums and uh, Facebook group pages and stuff is you'll see a coyote hunter that's took advice from somebody shooting like a 90 grain bullet out of their 22 creed well they got coyotes <laughs> running off and they can't figure it out and right and just you know just kind of let you know you know the lighter bullets in the 22s and the six millimeters when you get to running them faster you know you kind of open yourself up to bullet splash which yes. can translate into runners well <clears throat> when you talk about the heavy bullets in these calibers like the 90 grainers for the 22s and the 100 plus grainers for your six millimeters then you get into pinholing coyotes that in return yep. gives you runners so you have to find yep. that that happy medium you know when it comes to bullet weights and you know i'm of the thinking you know you know for these guys that like to shoot that type of stuff those heavy stuff and everything like there's nothing wrong with it i'm you know if it works for you it works for you but i'm right that's i'm of the thinking you know punching paper and ringing steel is, is cool it's it's awesome but i'm more interested in per- punching fur if you know what i mean <laughs> and dropping them in I, their tracks <laughs> dead on impact that's what i'm exactly, looking for exactly <laughs> exactly exactly so it seems like we're agree we agree on that yes sir well, I think we've probably – is there anything else you'd like to say about the 22 Creed, Corey? Oh, man, I think we said – I think we said about all of it. You know, I mean, I'm sure we could probably talk about it all day. It's a great it's a great cartridge, and uh, but, uh, I think we covered it, John. All right, well, let's move on to our second one. And, and this second one I've just – I've only read about. Um, <clears throat> I don't – I know next to nothing. Uh, but that's the 22 243. And Corey, I know you've owned one at one time and, and you use it for coyote hunting a little bit. You want to tell us about the 22, 243. It sounds awesome. <laughs> it's a, it's a pretty cool cartridge. Uh, you know, well, you know, I know you like the sound of a 243, you know, that's right up your alley. And then I know you like the sound of a 22 cal. So, you know, those two work hand in hand and, uh, yeah, I did own one for, for a little while and, and I'll be quite honest, I don't know a whole lot about the cartridge, uh, <clears throat> but it was very fun to shoot. Uh, I was shooting, I think mine, it wasn't, a. they make a two, uh, 22-243 metal stead. Yep. And mine was just a straight 22-243. And uh, John, I can't even remember what what twist was on the barrel. I'm wanting to say it was a one and eight. Yeah. Um, but we were running 75 grain uh, projectiles through it, and uh, I don't even remember now. I think it, I don't even want to get into powder. I'm not going to get into that. But uh, it was ballistically, it was a laser beam. That thing was awesome to shoot. We uh, took it down to Texas. We hog hunted with it. I killed uh, several big boars with it. Uh, shot bobcats down there with it. Shot rabbits. We were shooting rabbits out to six eight hundred yards with it uh pretty good poke <laughs> pretty good poke and that gun there <clears throat> the gentleman that built it is a friend of mine that lives here around home locally uh i think the longest kill he had on that was like 1100 yards on a deer so oh, i mean it goodness. has the capability of really reaching out there it was just a really fun gun to shoot it and i wish i could talk on it more i didn't have the gun very long uh my buddy he'll be listening to this podcast probably i had a buddy of mine wanting to buy that gun and i really didn't want to sell it and i thought i priced it high enough that he wouldn't come over and buy it from me and the next day he showed up with a, with a pocket full of cash oh, and i don't know come back i don't you. own it no more <laughs> <laughs> come back and bit you <laughs> do you do you remember what the velocities were you were getting out of it uh, I think we were right around 3,500 on a 75 green uh, projectile. And that's that's getting it. I have read before. I remember. I can remember when you when I first seen you shoot, and I said, "Man, that sounds awesome." I got to look that up. 
and I do remember reading something about it. It was pretty finicky. Like it had it had nodes that it really liked, and you had to be right there at that node, or you could have some accuracy problems with it. Did you ever experience much of that? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't build the recipe for it. Oh, okay. I actually okay. when I when I when I bought the gun, I bought I bought the recipe, the loads and the all, yeah. loads and all, and uh, so, I never got them. So the hard work had already been done for you. It pretty well had, and. I probably should have talked to Brian before this podcast and got some information off of him, but uh, it's just it's one of them things. It's a it's a very it was a very fun wildcat round. I think didn't they call that back in the day the uh, it was the Texas something wasn't it? Man, I can't uh, I can't even remember. I know it's kind of you don't hear about it much anymore. It's kind of fizzled out, and I'm sure I'm sure the twenty two Creed has had a lot to do with that probably. It has, and the the gentleman that built that gun, we talked about that uh, when the 22 Creed first started coming around, uh, because the velocities were almost identical between the two, the 22-243 and the 22 Creed, but the work on doing the prep for the brass and all that was so much just better. wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know that's another thing. You know, I I reload a little bit. Uh, just reload for like three calibers, but I'm not a fan of reloading. I know some guys think it's therapeutic. Absolutely love it. I'm not one of them. <laughs> it's like, I just do it out of necessity or sometimes, you know, just it's, uh, it's, I'm not a fan of it, but you know, just like I was talking about earlier, you've got to reload for this stuff. And if you got one, it's, it's pretty tough to develop a load for. It's a lot of work. It uh, is a lot of work. I think I told you was talking about reloading. If it wasn't for all the, if it wasn't for case prep, it'd be all right. If I was just pouring powder and seating a bullet, it ain't that bad. But uh, the case right. prep gets in the way for me. <laughs> yeah, it's trimming cases and resizing and campering and you know making sure all your stuff's clean. It it can it can get you know to be a job and and I'm kind of the same way. I I'll uh, I'll start on a batch and then about halfway through the batch, I think. Yeah, that's about enough to get me by for the next month or so. <laughs> yeah, there's some people it lives for, so, um, you know, I, like I said, I can't really share anything on that round. You got anything else you want to talk about on a 22-243 that you think is <laughs> worth mentioning? How about, I mean, how did it do? I mean, I'm sure it just absolutely toasted the coyotes. I mean, you're shooting the same uh, projectiles we was talking about for the Creed at the same speeds, if not faster. So, I mean, it had to, it had to be just a nightmare on the coyotes. It was a nightmare, and like I said, our velocities were very comparable to that of the 22 Creed. So anybody that has a 22 Creed shooting a 75 grain projectile, I mean, you're you're right there in that same realm. And I think that's you know why you see that 22-243 just kind of fizzle out. Yeah, you know, they're, that Creed's just taking its place. But as far as a laser beam, it definitely was. It was very hard on. Very hard on coyotes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's move on then. Our, our our third is a caliber that really can't be considered a wildcat anymore because there is factory offerings of rifles and ammo, and that is the two two four Valkyrie. But Corey has one and is running it just a little bit different. Uh, he is actually running his in a boat gun. You know, the Valkyrie is known kind of as running in an AR platform. But uh, mm-hmm. tell us about that, Corey. You've, you've, you've chambered it in a boat gun, and seems like you're really liking it out of a bolt action. Oh, I love it out of bolt action. And uh, I probably would have never have went, went that route. I was actually getting ready to start a build on a custom 22250 and uh, talked to a good friend of mine, uh, Wade Chandler, down at uh, Alley Munitions down there. You know, Wade does a lot of developing and stuff on different rounds. And I just hit him up about some ideas on what I was thinking on this 22250 build. And he said, well, if you're going to do that and you already own a 22 Creed more, he said, why wouldn't you just build one in a Valkyrie? And well, he sparked my interest and I said, well, tell me more. So him and I got talking about barrel twists and bullet weights and, Next thing I know, I'm calling my guy over here at Summersville to build me a Valkyrie. 224 Valkyrie. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you, uh, 
I know when it was originally designed, it's kind of designed around firing a 90 grain bullet. Yes. And, yes. Uh, I think you're shooting quite a bit lighter than that, right? Yeah, we're shooting, we're shooting all the way down to 60 grain. And, uh, but yes, you're, you're correct. When it first came out, uh, the manufacturer that developed that round, uh, developed it for, uh, to be over subsonic, you know, at 1400 yards. And I don't think it ever really just took off, you know, it's right. too heavy a projectile to actually just hunt with. And, but a lot of guys like the idea of having a 224 battery, it just sounds cool, you know, right. it, does, it, and, does, it does sound cool. I'll give them that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they, I think they did real well when they named that round. Um, but I think guys found out when they started, you know, using those projectiles at shorter distances, they just weren't accurate. And, uh, there was a lot of talk going around first couple of years after that round came out that it just, it wasn't an accurate round. And, uh, I just, I feel like guys were just running too every too heavy of a projectile at shorter distances, right. you know? And so that's what we, that's what we decided to do. I actually changed, uh, changed the, the twist rate on my rifle than what traditional, uh, manufacturers was calling for on that round. I actually went to a one and a nine, yep. uh, and then decided to build around that 60 grain projectile. And it's, it's been proven for me. I, I haven't had hardly very many spinners. Uh, I've had, a, I've had a few runners and I, <clears throat> I really feel like that's operator error. I, I think it was shot placement on my part. Yep. Uh, but for the most part I've killed, I don't know, a couple hundred coyotes with it and probably a dozen bobcats. And I'm, I'm really happy with it. It's, it's been a very, very good, very good cartridge for me. Yeah. And you might not know this, but I'm going to ask you. Is the parent case of the two two four Valkyrie and that's a six point eight SPC or it's something a, like that? Yes, it's a six point eight SPC. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Well, I'm going to and which I'm <clears throat> which is really strange because I I'm not a six eight fan. <laughs> right. Well, that's probably one of the worst cartridges that I've ever really fired, and I know guys will disagree on me, but that's that's just from personal experience. Well, I'm sure. You know, I you know I shouldn't say I'm sure, but like I said, you know the Valkyrie is known for running an AR platform, so I guess you know that's probably where that came from. I don't know, but uh, you know what I'm going to ask you. You know, I've had a, I've owned at one time a one and nine twenty two two fifty, and I used to shoot sixty grain V maxes out of it. Why would I take the two twenty four Valkyrie in a bolt gun? over the 22250. Well, <clears throat> that's an extremely great comparison and I'm not going to take anything away from the 22250 like we said at the beginning of the podcast. You were, yeah. That's a that's a staple cartridge in, you know, the industry that you and I are in and it always will be. But the Valkyrie it's I just I guess I have to say it's just a little bit more modern. Um, and it sounds cooler. <laughs> it sounds cooler, yeah. <laughs> but when you when you get down to the specs of it, I think, and yeah, and I you may disagree with me, and that's fine. Uh, I think that in that same twist rate, running that same projectile, I think the Valkyrie would outperform the twenty two two fifty at a little bit longer distance. Okay. Accuracy wise, accuracy wise. I got you. I got you. And, and what is that because of, uh, a case design you think? I think it's all around case design. Um, you know, you're looking at a, a little bit longer neck on the Valkyrie, which is, you know, you know, that it's just fits a more modern projectile like the 60 grain. They're a little bit longer than a, than a 55 grain. Uh, the shoulder angle is a little bit different. I think the Valkyrie's got like a, a 30 degree shoulder angle and a 250's got a 25 degree angle. And 
I think that's where the difference is going to come from. I think you're going to have a little bit better burn rate. And uh, I think you're just going to have a little bit more accuracy because of that case design. And like I said, I may, I may make some guys mad. I don't care. I, I really like it. And it, <laughs> even, if it, even if it doesn't beat it, you like well, it. it's just, it's still cool to say Valkyrie. Yeah. So. And, and that's the only reason I, cause you know, I kind of got to reading up on they first come out and stuff. And, and what you're the first person that I knew of that, that turned it into a boat gun. Um, but you know, when, but when you turn into a boat gun, you know, I think the 22, 250 has like something like 20 or 30% more case capacity. And, you know, I know I can run, uh, run, you know, like say a, the 60 grain V max at 3,400 easy. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, so what velocities are you seeing out of the Valkyrie with the, with that 60? That's it. And that's it right there. We're, I was shooting right at 3,400 off the, off the radar. Yeah. Nice. Nice. But you're, you're totally satisfied with it. Love it. I, I can, I'm completely satisfied with it. It, it, uh, you know, I've shot a lot of two fifties and I've not shot that many Valkyries. Uh, I do have one in an AR also, but this one here, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's just so smooth shooting. And it could be the, the way it's sitting on a chassis and, and, uh, you know, carbon barrel and all that. I, I'd love to build a, a 22250 exactly like it and not just for the comparison, just to have one, yeah. you know, because they're, they're so cool, you know, they're just such a cool round and maybe then I could get into comparison, but I, I don't know <laughs> if I'd really want to know the results. <laughs> hey, there you guys go. If the 224 Valkyries ever interested you, Hey, look at it in a boat gun. Corey loves his. Might give you an idea to try something in the future. So uh, let's move. Yep. Let's move on to the next one. This is uh, uh, this cartridge here is pretty much in its uh, infancy. I know zero about it, and that is the twenty-two Parvo. Corey, you got <laughs> one. Tell us about this thing. Well, twenty-two Parvo, man, it's a cool little round. It, I, I guess you could co- probably compare it to something like a like a 22250 Ackley. The, I think the velocity is probably around the same. Uh, so it's it's kind of in between that 22250 and, and 22 Creed. Uh, but it's built off of a 6.5 by 47. And it's been done before. It's been done before, but it's never really been done in the configuration that my guy over at the uh, Somersville hunts long range built built the actually he had the reamer made and then we built the gun my I got the first one that was ever built and uh, it it's it's just a little bit different degree on the shoulder versus what they used to call John and you might have might have read this a little bit somewhere they used to call it a twenty two Hellcat okay and the difference between the Hellcat and the Parvo is is neck angle, or excuse me, shoulder angle, and the neck's just a little bit, little bit longer. It's a little bit more modern, I guess you could could say. Right. Uh, but kind of the same way with the twenty two Creedmoor. There's no fire forming. There's no neck turning. You can shoot this thing. Put it in, you know, take your six five brass, put it in a put it in a resizing die, you know, resize it, put your powder in it, put your projectile in it and go shoot. Yeah. So it's yeah. that's what's really nice about it. And uh we're we're running a uh, small rifle primer in it, so the pressure's really not very great in the in the in the cartridge. So we're keeping pressure down, velocities up. Um We've been running a uh, we've been running a seventy grain projectile through it, and this is what's this is what's really impressive. Uh, I'm running a one and eight twist carbon barrel, sixteen inch, and we're getting almost thirty six hundred feet a second out of that. Good grief! What'd you say the projectile? Yeah. What 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 grain? It's actually it's a sixty nine. We're running a sixty nine grain projectile. What about yeah. that? 
<laughs> hey, could you can you think of any cooler name than twenty two Parvo? I mean, good. <laughs> and I would. I wish I could take credit for the name, but I, I can't, you know, Ryan, Ryan named it, Ryan, Ryan, uh, you know, came up with the idea and, you know, we have not had zero problems at other things. So he, we've built now, I think we've built around a dozen, maybe, maybe more, maybe we might be up to 20 now Really? on uh, 22 Parvos and Every, everybody that we get feedback from, you know, really likes them. And, uh, but like I said, I'd compare, you know, somewhere's in that 22250 AI, you know, that's about where it's at. Yeah. And, and to mention, you know, we almost put the 22250 Ackley improved AI in, in this. And, uh, the thing is, it, it's right there close with the 22 Creedmoor as well. They're very comparable. One of the big things is with the with the twenty two two fifty AI is you got to fire form brass and that turns a lot yes. of people off. Uh, but it's yes. you know the the two fifty case there has room for improvement, so that's the reason it was a popular AI round. Uh, it, but it's kind of same same thing. You know, talking about the twenty two two forty three, it seemed like it's kind of fizzled out this day and age. I shouldn't say fizzled out in the wildcat world, but uh, sure it seems like a lot. A lot of twenty-two creeds are being built over the, over the old twenty-two two fifty AI. Well, yeah, I just don't know why you'd want to put the work into it if you can, you know, for the case case. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, that's for sure. Well, anything else on a twenty-two Parvo? That's pretty. That's pretty interesting. I tell you what, if I ever get to where I want another custom rig built you know I, I, I guarantee you i'll take a strong look at the 22 parvo just to have something different i mean i got two <clears throat> 22 creeds why i need a third one right <laughs> well i that's exactly right i mean that but what i like what i kind of like and and brass is getting better for the 22 creed more there was some brass issues you know with like pressure and stuff back in the day and i right from my understanding that brass is getting better uh but that's kind of why we we developed this 22 Parvo was to to get something in that sort of speed, but keep pressure down. You know, yeah. we want we yeah. want to be able to build off of that. And so far, it's working. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say it's you know going to be a staple someday in in the shooting world for coyotes, but it's a lot of fun. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's got to be a proven round in the field with though with that type of projectile that that grain that you're using whether it be you know elds or boat tail hollow points or whatever without speed it's got to it's got to knock coyote straight in the dirt it's got to oh it's and that's what it is i i've not had one i've probably killed probably around 50 coyotes with it since probably the first of june i think is when we finally started you know, saying, okay, we can go hunt with this thing now. Right. And I have not had not one runner with it. I've not had a spinner. It's been a dead on impact round. Yep. Um, it's a little hard on the bobcats, right. but that's, you know, that's been shot placement. Uh, I shot one kind of a little bit high, you know, up in the, just below the throat here a while back and it come out kind of like in between its weathers on, you know, on its back. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it really, it really tore that one up. But then the next one I killed, uh, shot it straight through both shoulders, and uh, you know you couldn't even tell that it was even hit. So right, you know, and that's that's something else that's worth mentioning with all these rounds and even all your factory stuff. You know, don't be afraid to test some of these different bullet weights, bullet designs, and stuff like that because you know they all they all perform a little different. You got to find something that uh, meets your needs and does well for you in the field. So. Mm -hmm. well you got anything else you want to say about that, that parvo that i mean it's a, like i said it's the coolest sounding one we've talked about <laughs> <laughs> well i appreciate that that does sound pretty cool no i think we're i think we're ready to move on well we've got uh we've got one caliber left and we had to throw a six millimeter in here you just got to <laughs> so so the last caliber we'll discuss is the 243 ai now the 243 AI, Ackley Improved, is probably one of the more famous Ackley Improved cartridges. That's definitely one, especially in the coyote hunting world, that you hear hear about the most. Um, 
the 243 AI in short will do everything the 243 Winchester will do, but with a little more velocity. Um, one thing that does turn people off on the 243 AI is, is fire forming brass, which really mm-hmm. isn't that big a deal, but, uh, at the same time it is for some people, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I, I've played around <laughs> with, with one a little bit. My brother has a very nice rifle chambered in a 243 AI and it's a man, just like you was talking about the other calibers. It's a, it's a ton of fun to shoot. We've used it on coyotes antelope mule deer black bear all kinds of stuff and it does a fantastic job just like the 243 winchester does you really can't knock it and you like i said you guys got to think hey do i want to ai this thing and and have to fire form some brass or if i just want to just shoot just be a 243 winchester but that's the thing you can shoot regular 243 winchester through a 243 ai that's what i wondered i i have zero experience with one so listening to you talk about it's kind of intriguing because i've never i've never even looked into the cartridge so this is very interesting to me right well the thing is that's how you get your brass you take 243 winchester fire it through your 243 ai and now you've got ai brass and, uh, you, you know, there, is there a noticeable difference in on game and coyote performance compared to the 243 Winchester and the six millimeter Creed? I can't really say Corey, because you know, it's, you're just talking about a hundred feet per second faster or 150, maybe and we have to go back and look at some reloading notes for, for that. But what I can tell you is the rifle is a one and nine and shooting 69 and, and 70, 70 grain bullets out of it. And, uh, you know, you're talking about 3,800 feet per second. Wow. So, I mean, it is absolutely cooking. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely cooking. And, uh, you know, I, I've probably used it more on coyotes than I have anything else. My brother, like I said, he's, he's took some antelope and mule deer and stuff like that. But I've, I've got one story that's pretty good. It's from last spring. We were actually filming for Fox Pro Hunting TV, filming turkey hunts in Wyoming. Well, we got our turkey tag filled, so we decided we was going to go out and try to knock a coyote down for, uh, you've probably seen this, Corey, and everybody else has, you know, when we're posting stuff on Fox Pro, we're using this hashtag, we live for this. We kind of got yep. this, we live for this campaign going because, you know, that's what we do, man. Just coyote calling right. predator hunt world. We absolutely live for. So we just need some pictures and stuff put together for an ad. So we needed a coyote, you know, we needed a coyote. Well, one rifle that we had there to try to get us the coyote called in and get one killed was 243 AI. <laughs> we go out there and get to calling. Here comes this coyote running in from, man, I think we heard him howl out there around a thousand yards away. And finally got that sucker to come on in. We drug that thing in from a thousand yards out all the way up to about 55, 60 yards. Well, he's turned kind of quartering to us. And I tell Phil, I said, you know, kill him, bust him. Well, Phil shoots that coyote right in the point of the shoulder. And it comes out like what would be like dead center of the opposite side shoulder. Just, I mean, right. absolutely burns this coyote to the ground you ever see those instances where you shoot a coyote and he never you know usually shoot a coyote even if he drops he kind of flickers his tail or bites Uh around or something a little bit this coyote never flinched i mean it's just like it's just like he got struck with a bolt of lightning okay (laughs) this thing dropped (laughs) well we walk up there this coyote and say yeah good now we can take our pictures for this uh for this we live for this campaign and stuff you know we'll be finished up for the week we walk up this coyote, and the coyote's in two pieces. There's a coyote laying there, and then that offside shoulder is laying, and leg, shoulder and leg, just like you detached it, like you was quartering this thing up. That shoulder oh and goodness. leg was five foot from the coyote. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so that completely ruined that. It was the most devastating shot I've ever seen on a coyote in my life. It was from a 243 AI this past spring. Man absolutely tore his shoulder off so guess what we had to do we had to keep coyote collar <laughs> well there ain't nothing wrong with that is there <laughs> <laughs> we had to get us a good clean coyote for his pictures and sure enough a few stands later we got one to come up her broadside and he hit it right behind the shoulder through the lungs and, and had zero pelt damage then so <laughs> but that is one thing i will tell you about a 243 ai 
and any of you guys that shooting a 243 or the six creed already know this man it is they're just great medicine on coyotes just like we was talking about earlier everything will always be compared when you start talking about six six millimeter stuff they're going to be compared to the 243 does a 243 yep. ai really gain you much you know, if you're a reloader, you know, you have a little bit less, uh, you don't have to do much case trimming on them AI rounds and stuff like that. But if you're somebody who's not interested in, in reloading, just stick with that 243. <laughs> you know what I yep. mean? I don't know if it's really worth yep. it. It's fun. They're fun calibers to shoot. And you do gain a little bit of velocity. But, uh, man, ain't nothing wrong with that 243 and 6 Creed either. Not at all. No. No, they're very good rounds. And, and I, I own both of them along with the – you know, the 22 Creed and, and the 22 Parvo. I'm just like you, John. I'm just kind of a gun nut. I'm a, I'm a big varmint caliber fan, but uh, there will always be room for that 243. Yep, for sure. Always and, be room. Yep. And, you know, I got to throw the 22 250 in there as well. I think <laughs> I've got a love for the 22 250 because that was the first, you know, more that it's proven too. But one thing is it's the, that's the gun I used to kill when I was in high school. I killed my very first coyote with the twenty two two fifty. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's kinda it's kinda just uh you know, I get it's got a special place in my heart, Corey. I can't pass up on twenty two two fifty. Well, I don't blame you. They're they're very good round and I've owned gosh, I don't know, I've probably owned eight or ten different twenty two two fifties, you know, so they I I love I love them too. Yeah. Well, me I've always gotta ask some kind of question at the end to see if i can't uh you know drag some information out of somebody so this is for you Corey. so you ready i don't know <laughs> if you could only keep one of these wildcat cartridges that you've tested we've talked about on here what would it be and why i'd i'm gonna have to say the 22 parvo really and the, i i'm i'm telling you it's it's really i probably wouldn't have said that uh six months ago but the more kills i i get with it and the more kills i produce with it and the more i shoot it the more i really gravitate to it as far as the a wildcat round goes yep it uh it's just a different hot rod i mean yeah, yeah. It, it really is, and it and it just feels different. Uh, when I shoot that gun, it just it just feels like a hot rod in my hand, and it feels like a hot rod when I shoot it, and it's dead on impact. And uh, you know what what we've been able to do out of a 16 inch barrel, I just really really like it. So I'm gonna have to. I mean, 22 Creed's right there with it. Uh, you know, as far as I mean, if I if I couldn't have the Parvo, it'd be I'd be grabbing the Creed. But uh, that that twenty two Parvo is really something, right? You know, as far as the Wildcat goes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, it uh, it definitely intrigues me, especially after hearing you talking about it and seeing you shooting it for going on a year. I would definitely take a really close look at it for my next uh, custom build if I ever get the opportunity to do that again. And you know, of course, for me, I don't have as much experience in these other calibers as you do, so I'm going to pick the twenty two Creed. It's very proven. Uh, it's easy to get brass for. You know, you can you can buy brass and just start start loading. If you can't find twenty two Creed brass, you can make you know you can take six Creed brass and neck it down real easy, and get to loading twenty two <clears throat> cal bullets. So I really like that. It's easy to load for. Um, you know, I've I've found several accurate uh, loadings in it and been able to push it pretty quick. So I I really like the twenty two Creed. Uh, just for those reasons, you know, definitely over the 243 AI, just because of the fire forming issue and, and because yeah. there's not really that much difference. <laughs> and when you really get to comparing it to the, to, you know, its parent, the 243 Winchester and then the six Creed, they're all right there pretty close. You do gain a little bit out of that AI. There's no doubt about it, but uh, just for, for ease, man, that 22 Creed more 22 Creed for me, for sure. You know, and, and there's a lot. There's a lot of other cool cartridges out now. It seems like there's something new coming out every year. You know, there's a lot of yep. stuff in the AR world. You know, twenty two nozzles or six arcs. I don't. You know, there's just so much stuff out there anymore. I don't even know <laughs> what's out there, and I'm yeah. sure they're cooking up more for in the near future. 
Oh, I, I guarantee they are. That six arc's very interesting. You know, it, I, I've been kind of interested in, in trying to look into more something about that, but, uh, I don't know. I, it's, I'm kind of a, like I said, I'm kind of that hot rod guy. I really like that, you know, the idea of the six millimeter and the creed more, but, uh, I don't know, maybe something, maybe something to it, but there are, oh yeah, that's what's fun about, you know, uh, about all these cartridges, you know, something new comes out and, you know, it might spark your interest. And next thing you know, you're building, building a custom gun. That's right. That's right. (laughs) You got, you got anything else you'd like to say before we get out of here? Ah, man, I, man, I just, I hope guys have fun with this, you know, and I hope you guys have, uh, you know, listened to it and think, maybe let's try something like that. But I'm just like you, if you don't want to get into the reloading side of it, don't, uh, don't look at an AI. That's just, that's just my, with my experience. Yeah. And pretty much, pretty much, you know, the others as well, really, when you get right down to it and, you know, I'll say, don't think you've got to shoot some kind of custom rig or or uh, some of these uh, wildcat calibers, they're not going to make you kill any more coyotes. I mean, they might, no. they could help you pick up extra coyote at the end of the year, you know, with maybe extended ranges and stuff like that. But man, he's got, you know, somebody shooting a 22 Creed ain't necessarily going to be killing any more coyotes than somebody shooting a 223 or 22 250. So don't, don't feel like you've got to jump into this world. It is a fun world to be in at times. It really yep. is. And uh, one thing I would, I think you got guys, I'm sure there's some guys listening that know a heck of a lot more about this than, than me and Corey do. You're probably like, man, yeah. this them idiots talking about that. Can you believe they <laughs> said that? Hey, don't be, don't be coming at me and Corey on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all these places saying, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Cause you're probably right. We don't know what we're talking about sometimes, but we sure talk That's a right. good game. <laughs> well, I'm we're sure. just, we're just too good buddies you know having a good conversation about some varmint rounds so yeah yeah. i'm sure there's other people out there that know a little bit more about these rounds than we do um but man i know the ones i have shot i've had a lot of fun with them that's for sure yes absolutely well about time to say goodbye ain't it oh yeah i'm about time to go get you'll get me a haircut (laughs) hey yeah i got time for a coyote stand looks like yeah you got coyotes need to kill so you better get to it (laughs) all right guys we hope everyone enjoyed this episode we hope you join us again right here on the fox pro podcast